Welcome to the podcast in the CRE Vault with Mike and Mark. Welcome back to In the Vault with Mike and Mark. Thanks for tuning back in. Uh, Mark, how you doing today? I'm doing excellent. How about you, Mikey? I'm doing great. It's uh, what day is it? It's Tuesday here in Lincoln, Nebraska. It is Tuesday, you know, and and you know what's funny is a lot of people don't realize this that in, in on, on on the commercial brokerage side. We are working today for a possible commission six to 12 months from now. Yep. And loading we, the pipeline. we always have to be working and, and you, it is not a food for everybody. You know, on the residential side, people can get something on a contract and close within, with, within 30 days. We see that sometimes, but not very often. We're always doing site selections, lease negotiations, lease renewals. Anytime you sell a piece of ground, that's that's two years out. Mm-hmm. And, and and on any commercial real estate purchase, there's always a diligence period. And by the time you close, that's always six to eight months away. So it's a... I had a deal that took me 10 years to close. Yeah. It's crazy. I'll bet. And and people don't realize that, that it, uh, it is a feast or famine uh, relationship. It is not for everybody. And if, if I can eat mac and cheese at least twice a week, I'm happy. You got to be very patient in this industry. You do. Yeah, you do. So you always got to look at that going in. And I thought about that this morning on the way into the office. I'm working today for something way, way down the line. Christmas time. It's true. Yes. Yep. And it's one of those things where you've got days where you're like, oh, I don't have much to do. But those are the days where you think, okay, I'm going to start throwing a bunch of lines in the water with bobbers, see what see what sinks, shake the trees. You know, you got to tee up your pipeline for the next quarter, the following quarter. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Because you never know what's going to happen. There's no instant gratification. Sometimes you get a gimme, which is nice. Yeah. But that's maybe one a year. That is so true. So true. But, I, you know, I, might, yeah, I think our topic today, I think we're going to talk about construction costs. And, and these are, this is a huge, huge topic in, in our arena. It affects everything. It affects lease rates. It, it affects rate of returns. I mean, it just goes down to the core of everything that we have to deal with. And it's... It has gotten out of control. It is. It has stopped deals dead in their tracks on a couple of different occasions, just from personal experience. Um, but yeah, it's it's here. It's how long will it stay? Who knows? But we just you know, we wanted to kind of give a recap of what it looked like pre two thousand nine. You know, maybe then going into what it looked like during the recession. Um, you know, post twenty thirteen, and then in you know, the, the COVID era and then even even today. So and I think there's a few things anytime this comes up in conversation on my side, I, I think you, you always have to start with that 2009 conversation. People need to understand that pre 2009, before that recession, the the there's if you could if you could swing a hammer and you watch the do it yourself network last weekend, you were a certified contract. You're hired. You're you're ready to go. I, I have I have all the tools I need. I watched YouTube last weekend. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And 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 that was before 2009. The housing market was just just going crazy. The commercial market was going a little crazy and and uh, then the recession hit and it, it and it stopped. And every contractor, well not every contractor, that's that's, that's a broad statement. Most contractors had to go out and get real jobs. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think it was a challenge for everybody. The, the, some of them were stretched financially thin and some of them were just, it just was not working. And when, when people stop building, contractors stop working. 
That's right. And, and so there for about three, four, five years, everything was slow. There was no permits being pulled and, and, and contractors went out and got different, different jobs, different positions. Well, then after the recession, we needed those contractors back. And, and as everybody understands, it's a supply and demand curve. And if there's not contractors out there to work on, if we don't have a uh, hundred contractors, hundred electricians, we'll say, and we need 200 and, and we don't even have a hundred. I mean, that's a supply and demand curve. So they just, they increase their prices. Yeah. And uh, pick and choose the jobs they want to do. They do. And, and, and if you're a, if you're a good plumber and you know what you're doing and you haven't figured out that you got to raise your hourly rate to meet your demand, you, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Across the board. So then 2000, you know, 14 kind of comes in and con- contractors start finding, start finding work and it just builds up, builds up, builds up. Then COVID hits. Everybody's stuck at home, realizes they don't like their neighbors and they want to put up a, a picket fence. If yeah. I had to do one more board game or puzzle, <laughs> I was going to run out of the front door. Yes, at 100 miles an hour. And so so everybody goes out and they say, hey, I got a little bit of money. I'm going to put a fence up. I'm going to put an addition on. This This 4,000 square foot house is way too small for the two of us. Yep. So we gotta, we're going to add on. And and so not only are we short on, on, on uh, contractors, we're short on supply. Mm-hmm. Uh, lumber prices go through the roof for reasons up in Canada and, and the supply chain issues hit and it's the perfect storm. And after that, so we got shortage on, on contractors. We got shortage on materials and we are present day yep. post COVID and to, to, to do what was going to cost a thousand dollars a few years ago is now $10,000 easily. Yes. And that gets a, to be a difficult conversation because most of the time it is the tenant that ends up paying that bill, whether it be an amortized rental rates or it, 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 uh, it's the landlord has a rate of return they want to get on their property, mm-hmm. whether it be a 6% return ROI or an 8% ROI, whatever that rate is, it, it is fixed. So they're, they're always happy to um, cooperate and, and help the tenants, but right short of guarantee, they're going to get that money back somehow. Mm-hmm. And that becomes difficult. And there, there, there's a few options when you're, when you're looking in those situations. I mean, you can, you know, you can extend the term of the lease. Somebody wants an extra hundred dollars a square foot. Well, the landlord's going to add that back on per year. So if you divide that hundred dollars a square foot by a five-year term, Mike, is that correct? You're going to get twenty dollars, right? Twenty dollars a year. Whereas if you do a ten-year, you know, you, you you cut that in half, so you you can add on term. And I think you know, talking about term, you know, as we alluded to, and not jumping ahead on stuff too too much here, but the typical five or ten-year deals we've been seeing have almost morphed into the seven or 12 year deal more so for the TI packages, the recoup of tenant improvement dollars out. Um, Would that be fair to say, are you seeing a little bit more of a stretch in lease term versus, you know, handful of years ago? Yeah, I think it, and I think, you know, I think even a three year term, you know, three year term nowadays is pretty short term. I mean, that's almost an as is deal. Yeah. It's got to be. Yeah. I would say seven or eight years ago, rule of thumb was 
you give me a three-year commitment, I might get you some paint. Yep, you give paint me, carpet, maybe. Maybe, one of the two. And if you give me a five-year commitment, I, I, I might get you some carpet and some paint. You and give a me house plan. Yeah, and the, and the house plan out front. And then, you know, anything above a seven or even a 10-year term, I give you some carpet, I give you some paint, and I'm going to move some walls. Yep, shows commitment. That, that, that conversation ended years ago. Mm-hmm. And and it and it's a challenge nowadays to to figure out. I, I think the the easiest form that we have is finding an exact fit for the use. Right. How many offices do you need? Yeah. How many restrooms do you need? And 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 then the conversation is is the restroom ADA compliant? That's not even a fun conversation. No. You might what would have been a ten thousand dollar transformation on an ADA bathroom is now twenty five thousand dollars. And it becomes a challenge. It does. And I think finding, you know, it, understanding your client's needs and being a good note taker, listener, and finding something that might be 80% ready to go makes the world of a difference as opposed to, well, geez, this is gut job. And so really working through the weeds, understanding the, the needs of the client, you know, ultimately, hopefully can save some costs and, and monies up front. Yeah, and that's very true. And the one option you do have is, as a tenant, if you're looking at space, is is to bring some cash in on your own. Yeah. And and you can you can bring in fifty, sixty, seventy five thousand dollars. Unfortunately, that's not going to go very far nowadays. But that that that's always that always looks good with a landlord, just because it shows the commitment as well. That's true. You're going to put your own money into anything. That's going to show your you're committed to the property. Right. Your own skin in the game makes a huge difference on what you can get in return. We did, you know, on, on, on the industrial side, that's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty easy conversation. Construction costs, what used to be $35 a square foot to build. Now an industrial building, a metal industrial building is going to cost you $90 a square foot. Tilt-up concrete is going to cost you $110 a square foot. You know, what do you see on office or even medical side, Mike, uh, for, for tenant improvements? What are you seeing for cost? Jeez. Depending on the medical, if it's uh, clinic versus patient space or even like surgical, yeah, that's a range of two to 300 a foot, which is crazy, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's high-priced. But you've got you've got code issues. You've got certain materials you need to use. Does it need plumbing in every room? Uh, is it sinks? Is it you know? Do you have a special uh, X-ray area with certain lead line walls? Do you need certain air exchange return type things? Different lab type materials. So everything adds up very very quickly. So you're the you're the medical guy. If if I wanted to do an urgent care, which that's got to be pretty simple, the urgent care business. that's more standard office. So if you want something a little more clinical, a little more down to the dirt, not so much urgent care. But I mean, there's only got to be a limited amount of contractors that can do that work. Is that fair language? I would say so. Uh, contractors that know the drill that have done it repeatedly, I would think. Given the specs, one could do it, but there's, I would say there is a handful that have been through the permitting process, know the, the finishes, know how to 
carry out the process efficiently, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. What are you seeing on office? What are you, what are you, how, how are you seeing office come along? I mean, for TI packages. I would say typically in terms, I guess a couple points to make different deal terms. If you're, if you're proposing, if I'm, if I'm coming to your building, Mark, you've got a building that's available and I'm an office tenant. I say, I'll give you a 10 year term. What will you give me in return for asking rent? Just as a scenario. Typically that's probably going to be around 50 bucks a foot, maybe. You know, depending again on the price per square foot. If I come in and say, look, I know you're asking 20 bucks a foot. I'm more at 17. What will you give me? That number's going to go down. That might go down to 35 bucks a foot. You know, this is all cowboy math, just shooting from the hip. In terms of a total outfit build out, you're probably looking at 125 bucks a square foot on office right now. Yeah. Total. I don't want to use the word turnkey, but second gen remodel, re-upfit for the next user, 125 to 135 bucks a foot. That's just outrageous. It's high. And you know, I'm thinking back to a couple projects that I've worked on in the past couple months and and somebody may need a hundred dollars a square foot. And when they're even asking for a 10-year term. You take that 10-year term divided by that $100 a square foot, that is $10 net effective out of the landlord's pocket that, that comes out of the rent. So, so you know, you, straight line math, if you're asking $20 a square foot and that's your base year rental rate for year one and, and they want $100 a square foot on a 10-year term, you're giving $10 of that back. Your net effective is only $10 that's a right. square foot. And, and the construction costs are just getting really out of out of control mm-hmm. and, and it, it does cause us challenges and i think it makes us sharpen our pencils a little bit better we have to get a little more creative and that's it there's ways around that but i think we have to we have to know spaces better in our community and we have to be able to answer oh here's here's uh here's your office here's your space with 26 offices you need a right. conference room it's got your conference room and your 26 offices we might have to add a little split you know these couple offices in half but um I just think that's changed a little bit. I think it has. And I think I think it's even turned into tenants and users being maybe a little bit more creative, too, on how, how they use the space. Maybe it's like, geez, you know, in a perfect world, I'd have this, this, and this. But I think we can make this work if we could, you know, subdivide this a certain way. Or maybe we do a little half wall here. And so I think they're getting creative, too. Just, you know, by default, just kind of the environment we're in. Very true. And I, and I think that's a good, I think the environment we're in is a good segue into permitting and the permitting process. I think back to 10, 15 years ago, you could pull it, you could go to the desk at a built down a building and safety and, and pull a permit and you'd walk out of there with your permit. Mm-hmm. Now they have such a in-depth review process and, and so many changes. And, and I, I, I think uh, just to get a permit, I had a conversation yesterday. I think it's nearly six weeks out just to get a permit. That's 16 years out. Why, why even, why even pull the permit? Well, you, you may as well do the work and pull the permit and get the final inspection same day. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. you, you, you just, just ask for forgiveness. Just do it. Yes. Yes. It's like, it's like marriage. You, you, you don't ask for approval. You ask for forgiveness. And, and, uh, it, there's just challenges across the board. And, and I think at some point we might see a little bit of leveling off again. I think it's a supply and demand curve. 
I think we, we'll, we'll see some slowdown and supply chains will catch up, which they are slowly. Um, we'll all start stop spending money at some point mm-hmm. and, and maybe it'll steady off a little bit. Yeah, I think it will. My best guess is 12 to 18 months. I don't hold so. my feet to that, but I think by next, between next June and December of 24, I think we'll start to see things trickle back down again. I think interest rates will start getting to where they need to be. Cost of cars, everything is going to, is, is going to slow down. We're going to stop spending money. Mm-hmm. Middle class will stop spending money. It's on boats. Yeah, well, who who needs a boat? Who needs an airplane? I mean, you don't need any of it. You, you know? don't need it. It, it, it. Life is wants, perception. It's the old wants versus needs that is conversation. True. That is but true. That's easier said than done. Well, I think you know. I think that recaps just construction costs, and it, it's typically a pretty quick conversation, Mikey. And and uh, I think it just paints a good picture of the the economy that we're in, the challenge that we face. Um, we have to work a little bit harder. Yep. On our on our on our projects. Um, I don't think it slows down a whole ton. I think we just got to get a little more creative. I think so too. And it's, we don't mean to sound doom and gloom. You know, Mark and I are have a really fun time getting creative and getting deals done. So, um, if you're out there thinking, well, geez, I just can't do it. You know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to get to the finish line, getting creative on, you know, getting space layouts, uh, landlord asks, skin in the game, all kinds of different stuff. You know, we're, we're still seeing, Numerous, numerous transactions happening, but it's just a little bit more um, interesting to get to the finish line, I'd say. Agreed 100%. Agreed 100%. But if, if anybody ever wants to carry a conversation about it, we're always up for a good a good talk. So feel free yeah. to call anytime. And uh, I think that's good for today. Well, a good laugh, a good cry. Good laugh, good cry. And we'll wrap it up. And we'll see you next time. Appreciate you, Mike. See ya. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of NAI FMA Realty. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes only. NAI FMA Realty disclaims any liability or responsibility for any individual's use or reliance on the information presented in this podcast.